these pre-launch meetings are, are established to get the heart and the vision that God has for High Point Church. We, we're getting ready to open the doors and let the city know that we're here to help them know God, find freedom, so they can discover their purpose and begin to make a difference in the lives of others. Because God put some holes inside of each one of us. We were born with a God-sized hole that is only, only is filled when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We also have a hole within our intellect where we long to know why we're here. And that's part of what Growth Track 2 is today. And if you, if you guys have, if you have, do we have extras? Do we have extras? Okay. If you want to attend Growth Track 2, that's okay. You can attend Growth Track 1 next week. But we're after service today. Growth Track 2 is all about discovering your design. Because the way that God created you, your spiritual DNA, your experiences, the things that you've been through, has a lot to do with what God has for you to do in helping others. Matthew chapter 9, Jesus was out on a hill with his disciples. Now, he had just fed 5,000 people, and he was growing in ministry and growing in status and, and growing actually in fame. He was kind of like the celebrity of the day. He probably didn't take autographs, but they just wanted to touch him. They wanted to feel him. They wanted to, to be around him. They wanted to experience him. And he and his disciples were getting ready to go to Galilee, and they looked out and they saw a crowd of people as far as you could see. And Jesus looked at them, and, and I, I tell you, I see his eyes feeling, filling with tears of compassion. Because he said, he said to his disciples, he looked back to him, he said, these guys, this crowd that you see, they're, they're like sheep that are unprotected. They're like, they're like sheep that are hungry. They're like sheep that are not being fed and not being watered. And he said, he had compassion on them, and he said they're like sheep harassed and confused, which means they were under attack. And guys, the world is full of people that are under attack right now. High Point Church exists, we exist so that we could help people come out of that, that, that situation, come out of that circumstance, come out of that, that attack where they just feel like there is no hope because for them there is no hope. They're like sheep without a shepherd. They're being harassed. They're being confused by, they're being confused by the media. They're being confused by their friends. They're being confused by what they see on TV. And this, the world today is full of people who are hurting, and they're afraid. It doesn't, it doesn't take much of a conversation to get to somebody. Somebody will open up and say, you know, I, I really have this fear about the economy. I really don't know if I'm going to have my job that much longer. I don't know if my wife is going to stay with the family or not. It's everywhere, guys. People are broken and you could, look at the, you could look at the crowds of people, you could look at the people that you, you see every single day and look right through them, right past them, and not see the hurt, and not see the pain. There are probably people in here this morning that are hurting. There are probably people here watching us online, connecting with us online today, that, that, are, that are, have fear in their life, that, that, that they don't know what's going to happen next. 
Jesus said that he would give us the Holy Spirit. He would tell us things to come so things don't take us by surprise. Jesus uh, quoted the Psalms, and in Psalms 91 it says, we'll fear no calamity, we'll fear no danger, no pestilence will come near our home. But these things are found in Christ, and the world is out there without Christ. Don't take for granted that people know Jesus just because they know of historical Jesus. Just because they know what a cross means doesn't mean that they have experience with Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. People are hurting. We're on the edge of one of the greatest revivals that will ever take place, I believe, on the earth today. You know, revivals tend to go about every 50 years, and the early 70s was the last revival. They called it the Jesus Movement. And we're right on the edge to where, the, historically in the church, a revival will happen again. But I tell you, it's the, the, the fields are ripe right now. Not four months from now, not, 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 I put a soybean in the ground and I wait three to four months and then I, I'm able to harvest it. Not, not a tomato seed I put in the ground and I wait, I wait two months and I begin to harvest, not, not green beans that take, you know, six to eight weeks. No, we're, we're talking, the harvest is ready right now. People are hungry right now. People are thirsty right now. People are fearful right now. People are lonely right now. People are without hope right now. There are people around you that you don't even see. You don't see, but they're struggling with thoughts of suicide and depression and anxiety is overwhelming them. So Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. Look guys, the harvest is out here. It's right next to you. It's right in front of you. But we got a worker problem. Nobody's willing to go out and reach them. They're like sheep without a shepherd. I'm a shepherd, but I'm only one. And he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Please hear me. Please hear me. Jesus was looking at the field. He wasn't saying, pray to the Lord of the harvest that you, you send out workers to Africa, to India, to Canada, to Nebraska. To, he's talking right where you're at. Right, right here. Don't you see it? People need Jesus today. And today, I, I hope that we can shift your perspective so that you can see the harvest. Jesus was with his disciples and, and, and they, were, they, they were on the way to Galilee. And Jesus had a lot of success in Galilee. It's like he, guys, it's like he was coming back to do it. No, don't, don't take this wrong. He was coming back because he was popular to do another gig. He was coming back because there was an audience there that was growing. They were learning from him. And they, they, every time he went, the audience grew. And so his disciples were excited and they're heading back to Galilee. You know, this is, this is, this is the town where he's really, he's really making it. This is a town where he's making an impression. And so the disciples are, 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 are with him and they're excited. And Jesus says, we need to go through Samaria. And when they get to Samaria, he stops. And there is this woman at the well. And his disciples go to get something to eat. And Jesus says to the woman at the well, um, hey, I'm a little bit thirsty. Can you give me something to drink? Now, I don't know if you know this, but Jewish people did not talk to Samaritan people. 
Samaritan people were kind of like low caste to them. There was, they were like discriminated against. And, and they didn't even associate. Samaritans didn't associate with Jews. And Jewish people didn't associate with Samaritans. But Jesus just talks to this woman. He says, hey, hey, I'm thirsty. Can you give me something to drink? And she said, well, you don't have anything to draw water from. He said, oh, but if you knew the water that I had. Oh, if you knew that, you'd ask me for something to drink. And, and, and she said, well, give me some of this water. And he said, you go get your husband. And the woman got kind of embarrassed. She said, sir, I don't have a husband. And then Jesus said something that was prophetic. He said, he said, yeah, that's right. You have had five husbands. You don't have one right now, but you've had five. You're single right now. And the man you're sleeping with is not your husband. And she said, oh, my gosh, he's, this guy has told me everything that I've ever done. You must be a prophet. And she says, we, we understand that the Christ is coming. And he told her, listen, he told this Samaritan woman, I am he. Jesus revealed himself to a Samaritan woman before he revealed himself to Israel. Are you hearing me? He revealed himself to somebody who... The disciples would look right past because they wanted to get to Galilee where the Jewish people were. And Jesus took the time to expose himself and his ministry to this Samaritan woman. And she went into town and she told everybody, because that's what happens when you meet Jesus. When you really meet Jesus, you go out and you start telling everybody. You, you can't hold it in because the experience is so good. Maybe we forgot how good the experience is. You spend a little bit of time without him and you realize how good it is with Jesus. And she began to tell people about him. And, and they all came out, a big crowd now around him. And the disciples return and they see Jesus talking to this woman. And they don't see the harvest. They see dirty, disgusting, low-life Samaritans. Now, these guys had jobs, they had businesses and all these kind of things, but they didn't see them as the harvest. See, they, they, were, looking to, they were looking to Galilee. They said, Jesus, come on, let's get going. You've got to have something to eat. They were, they were kind of hangry. They were hungry and they were angry. Well, let's go get, come on, leave this woman alone. And Jesus said something to them. He said, he said don't you have a saying, it's still four months until the harvest? He was saying, now listen, you guys. I'm here to be a fisher of men. I'm here to bring the wheat into the barn. I'm here for a harvest. I'm here to be a shepherd for the sheep. And the disciples, much like the church today, were looking toward people who had a form of religion, but no relationship with God, those in Galilee. And they thought that was the harvest, where the harvest was right in front of them. Samaritan men and women, boys and girls, grandmothers and grandfathers that needed Jesus in their heart. And Jesus said, you don't have, listen, it's not four months from now. I don't have to plant a seed and wait. You're saying we have to wait. And I'm saying, no, the harvest is ready right now. He said, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. Can't you see the harvest? Well, I just see Samaritans. 
I just see people I'm not supposed to talk to. I see people that, that according to my faith and my religion would taint me. And if I got close to them, then I'm going to be dirty. People might call me things like, if I hang out with people that, that are drinking, they might call me a drunkard. If I hang out with people that are eating a lot and feasting, then they're going to call me a glutton. And that's exactly what they call Jesus, a drunkard and a glutton, because he, hang out, he hung out with sinners. Are you hearing me? Because he was going for the harvest. Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Jesus made it very clear. He said of himself, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, when we say lost and we're in the church, that doesn't have a very good connotation, does it? When we say lost, it kind of feels, yeah, kind of feels like somebody is less than. But the truth is, let, let's just phrase it this way. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are far from God. Jesus came for those who are far from God, those who don't recognize God, those who don't see God, those who don't hear God, those who don't understand God. Jesus came for those people, not necessarily the ones in Galilee only, not necessarily the ones that have a form of religion. Are you getting it? Because sometimes we, the church, think that the only people that we should invite, the only people that we should bring to church are people who have some form of religion and some kind of belief in Jesus. And that's not who Jesus would bring. He would go to the sick. He would go to the poor. He would go to the crippled. He would go to the, the low. He would go to those who are Samaritans. He would go to the sinners. And he would bring them to the house of God. Because we look right past the harvest. Jesus was now in Galilee. And he's, he's at a dinner. They're hosting it for him. So Jesus is the, he's the, you know, it's not a $100 a plate dinner, but it's kind of like that. Because Jesus is the main guy. And, and so all the Pharisees and Sadducees are all sitting around him. And, and there was a guy sitting in front of him that was kind of, they put him there on purpose. He had dropsy. He, was, he had abnormal edema. He was swelling and it would cause the skin to burst. And Jesus got kind of mad because the Pharisees didn't care about the guy. They just wanted to catch Jesus healing on the Sabbath. And Jesus healed the guy. And then he looked at the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the word of God says that he noticed that the ones who thought they were really important, they were saying,